And it's hard now for any artist, any independent artist is hard to do anything. But, you know, when it comes to, like, I guess, song structure, you know, what to put out, just be yourself, man, and be authentic. Keep it authentic as possible. You know, don't put out no snide stuff. And uh, just be you. Graffiti Talk Radio. This is Big Diesel. I have my girl Danky with me. What's up, Danky? What's up, everybody? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today, underground Houston rap legend, Drastico. What's happening, Drastico? Chilling, man. Just here enjoying, uh, enjoying today, bro. <laughs> you know, that's what it's about, man. Enjoying life every moment. That's That's what I tend to do every day, bro. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So, uh, where did you grow up at? Uh, I grew up at uh, the Heights area, bro. That's like uh, maybe like I want to say the center of Houston, maybe. Uh, it's between uh, six ten and I ten that neighborhood, bro. Uh, that's where I grew up at Twenty Sixth Street, uh, and uh, that's where I grew up at. So I was about maybe about twelve. And then I relocated, you know, another neighborhood, still on the north side of Houston. Uh, grew up on, uh, I was on the Parker side, Norling area. And then, uh, but I still attended, you know, middle school in the Heights area and high school in the Heights area. So, I mean, it was pretty good. It was like I moved, but I was still over there at the same time. So it was like I never left, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, how old were you when you started rapping? Uh, when I started rapping, like when I like very like before recording, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, just just when you knew it was in your blood before you even started recording, because I know Houston has that has a big um, battle rap scene. It's got a big underground scene, and you being yeah. born in Houston, I know at a certain point, even before you re- you started recording, it was like in your yeah. blood, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, you know, like, it all started, you know, a long time ago, bro. Like, you know, I have an older brother. He's five years older than me. And, you know, it was, like, early 90s, maybe, like, 92, 93, you know, when, like, I started hearing the, uh, you know, my mind went blank, you know, by point blank, and I started hearing the uh, DJ Screw Tapes my brother had. He had a, a street military. He had a, he brought home SPM, the Hillwood Tape. He brought home the most hated, uh, and you know, and I was just hearing uh, Tupac and Biggie and Bone Thugs, you know. After that, and I was like, then Lifestyle came around, you know, uh, and it was like real big to me. But when I see, you know, like Hillwood, I was like, damn, that's that's a Mexican right there, you know. He could do it, you know, other people could do it, 
you know. And uh, that's basically when I fell in love with it. I was about nine years old, bro, when I, I heard, you know, rap for the first time. Hip-hop, and I was like, man, that sounds cool, you know. And then, well, at age, age nine, you know, around that time, later that around around that same time, my brother, you know, he was already, you know, doing freestyles and, you know, writing. And he was like, uh, hey, bro, uh, try to freestyle. And I think it was my, my first freestyle, age nine, bro. But, I mean, I don't even remember what the hell I said. It was probably not good at all either. But uh, after that, at age 12, uh, my mom, she had a little boombox, bro. And I used to play instrumentals on my TV, on the DVD player. And uh, my mom had a little boombox. And my dad would buy all these tapes you know, cassette tapes, you know, to record because he was a musician himself, you know, so he would record himself playing his guitar and stuff, you know, for practice. So I got one of my dad's tapes and I put instrumental on and I recorded myself on the boombox, my mom's boombox. And I, I was just freestyling at that time at age 12. And then later, later, like a few months later after that, I started, you know, trying to write. And... After that, I would go to my cousin's house at age 13, and and uh, my cousin would play the drums. He'll get on the drums and give me a beat, and I'll just freestyle. And we we made a bunch of tapes like that, you know, on the karaoke. Oh, we machine. we used yeah we used to do that in high school, <laughs> man. I I remember yeah, because I went to high school in California, and it's like yeah. before even beatboxing, somebody would would start hitting on that thing. Boop, boop, boop. Stop banging in yeah. that desk, man. And you just get that you just get that vibe to where, you know, where something comes to you when you hear that yeah. hip hop beat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like when I was in middle school, it was the same thing. Like people would be making beats, you know, you know, um, uh, beating on the desk with pencils and and you know, other 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 uh you know, uh students, you know, classmates, they they were, you know, freestyling that. And I always knew I had it in me, and, you know, I wanted to jump in, but I never had the, you know, the courage to do it, you know, in front of other people at that time, you know. But I, I really love that vibe, you know, and, you know, and and even in lunch, lunch, uh, lunch break, you know, lunchtime, you know, they'll be outside gathering, there'll be, like, a couple of people freestyling. I already knew I could freestyle, but I never did jump in and, and did it, you know, in a crowd. I don't know why. I, I kind of. You know, back then, my mind was my mind was different. I was a very shy person, and I think that was a problem. But uh, after that, I mean, at 16, my homeboy he had a a little home studio, so I went over there. My my one of my homeboys took me there, and uh, you know, I did my first freestyle there. And he was like, "Hey, bro," he goes, "Let's do something." Like, all right, I'm down. And, and we did six mixtapes after that. You know, with time, you know, we did six mixtapes. By the time I was 18, I already had, like, six mixtapes. And, uh, and then after that, well, at age, yeah, age 18, you know, one of my homeboys passed away, and everything just changed. You know, my homeboy, you know, became a Christian, gave his life to God, and, you know, that was the guy that I was, like, you know, doing everything with and you know he went on his own road you know when yeah. he did that transformation which it was good you know and it just left me by myself and 
I stopped doing music for a little bit, maybe like two, three years. And then at age 20, 20, um, I met this guy that had a, well, one of my homeboys was a tattoo. He's a tattoo artist. So he worked for a tattoo shop over here in Houston. And this guy had a, he was building a studio in the back. And in that studio in the back, um, they just they were just making beats. One of his cousins was making beats, and and my homeboy goes, "Hey, won't you come over here? I got a studio back here. Show these boys, that, you know, that you got something." I'm like, uh, "You know what? Let me go." So I went and uh, so I went in there, and his cousin, the beat man, the producer, he was like kind of judging me. I guess I don't know why, but he was kind of judging me. You know, I guess on my appearance. He probably felt like, you know, uh, you know, uh, this guy ain't going to have anything, you know. And because uh, he was telling me, like, yeah, a bunch of guys come get tattooed here, man. And they say they could rap, man. And, and they just come in here, bust a freestyle or whatever. But, you know, they ain't, they ain't that good, you know. So yeah. I went in there and, and, and uh, he put on the beat. He goes, you think you could do something with this beat? I'm like, yeah, put it on. He's like, all right, you ready? Go in there. And I went in the booth and I did my freestyle. And uh, right when I get out, he's like, you know, his his jaw hit the floor. He's like, hey, bro. Uh, uh, he goes, how many times a week can you come? He goes, I would like to record you. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I didn't have a job at the time, bro. I had lost my job at around that time. And then whatever, uh, I go home after that and his the owner gets there and he's uh my homeboy hits me up he's like hey bro uh the owner's been jamming your stuff since he pulled up to the shop he goes man he can't stop jamming it especially that spanish song you did he goes he wants you to come back he wants to meet you so i'm like uh so i'm like all right i'll go i'll go back tomorrow so whatever it happened you know he started you know uh you know uh, i became you know he became his artist the guy's artist, you know, we had a verbal agreement and, you know, uh, he was pushing my stuff out, which was, uh, Die Slow the Warning was my first album, which, you know, it was up there maybe about a year, you know, on digital stores. They didn't get pressed up because I walked away or anything, but, you know, um, yeah, that's when he pushed out my first album, you know, all original album in 2011. And that album, you cannot find it anywhere anymore. It's, it it has been removed and stuff. Um, and Why was it removed? After, it was removed, you know, because uh, you know all those videos. I had a bunch of uh, other, uh, a lot more videos, but you know, it was like something. The guy kind of disrespected me, and I didn't like that because you know that's not the type of person I am. If you have a problem, I'm like address it, you know, uh, conversate, you know, uh, get it straightened out, you know. And he disrespected me, bro, and. Uh, I didn't like it, and I told him, hey, you know what? Keep all that music, bro, and uh, I'm out. I don't I don't want anything to do with you. So he got angry at that, and uh, he erased everything, and he took off that album, for, you know, iTunes and stuff, and basically it don't exist. I mean, I still have it, but it don't exist. You know, it's wow. not out there. So later that year, I already had a bunch of music saved, and one of my cousins, he's like, hey, bro, put an album together. You have enough, you know, stuff that you, you took from over there. 
I'm like, you know, that's kind of wrong, but oh well, you know, it is me, it is my voice on there. So what I did was put an album together in 2012. All the original album is called From the Bottom Up, and that one's, you know, we put that out, and it's and it's on iTunes. From the Bottom Up is on there. So that's that's one I did later, you know. And then after that, of course, I did other projects. But yeah, it's been a long time been doing music, bro. I'm 30 years old now. I'm about to be 31. I started at 16, bro. And my first original album, like I said, it was 20, 2011. Right. Now, the first time I heard of you was when you did the underground song uh, with, with K. Reno. And I was just going to yeah. look at K. Reno, and it said Drastical. Mm-hmm. I said, well, who's this? And it was the underground. I said, man, that song's bad, you know? So I bought that song. Yeah. But your new album, Throughout Time, is one of the coldest compilations that I heard in a long time. How did you and K. Reno come to the decision to make an album? Well, it was like basically, you know, I grew a relationship with K. Reno, bro. You know, we're friends. And uh, I just asked him. I put it out there. Hey, bro, you know, I got a few songs. Because he, he, he would come over to my studio. He's like, hey, bro, you know, we got nearly a whole album, you know, together. I was like, yeah. So... That kind of clicked to me. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna ask him if I could put a put a you know put an album together and you know put a few songs on there that I knew because it's a compilation, you know, and it and it says it on there. But uh, some people, I guess, that don't follow us like that, you know, they don't really know. But like, you know, like there's like three old songs on there which was recorded since I met Kay in you know 2011, and the rest, the other four are are new. So that's all we did, put put those together, and you know, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm down." I shot him, you know, the the idea, the concept that I wanted to, you know, the title, and uh, he like he liked the concept for the artwork, you know, that I was pitching him. He's like, "Yeah, that sounds dope." He goes, "Let's do it," and I'm like, "Cool, thanks." So that's how we went about putting that out together. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Now. How did you decide to name the songs by number on this last album? By numbers, it was it was real simple. It's like you know the titles throughout time, and I was like the concept is kind of like you know the artwork is like you know it's like uh, kind of like time travelers, and it's like you see a desert or whatever, and then you see I wanted to put like culture, you know he wanted to put the Nation of Islam flag on there, and I was like oh, I'm gonna put the uh, Mexica uh, calendar on there. So that's what I did. And then, like, with the numbers was basically I wanted to keep it with the same concept. So what I did was, like, 2011 was the first song I did with him called They Don't Know. So I switched the numbers around in 11.02. That's all I did. Switched the year that I recorded oh, that okay. song in, and I switched up the numbers around. Which, like, 17.01 and 17.02, you know, that was I, – I couldn't keep two – two 1702s, which we recorded those last year, you know, uh, 2017. So uh, I just put 1701 on one of mine. But that was the only difference between that. But that's that's what's behind it. But later after that, I was like, man, I could have really did something with this. You know, this is is something big. You know, K doesn't have a lot of albums with somebody. You know, besides with Dopey, you know, he has two two albums with him. And I was like, man, I really could have, you know, did something better, could have did something fresh, you know, and, and did all new songs on this project. And actually, if I wanted to 
do something. I could have put a message in, in these in these uh, numbers and these in these titles, you know. Yeah. But I was like a little too late for that, you know. But I thought about. All right, but I get, I get it now. So so you got like two songs from uh, 2011, a song from 2013, a song from 2015. 2012, and then two songs from 2017. That's throughout yes. time. So that yeah, yeah, that brings us through to throughout time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's I yeah, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. Now the lyrics on the album are very deep. Uh, do you consider yourself a conscious rapper? A conscious rapper? Um, not really. But then at times I do speak on some stuff like that, you know. But not all the time. I like, hey, but, you know, like, me, like, listening to him, you know, for years, they like, and attending, you know, the, the Moss 45 uh, meetings, you know, Ancient of Islam Brothers, you know, they got the ARC, the Conscious Army, you know, like, opened my eyes to a lot of stuff, you know, it, it, I was gaining my consciousness, you know, attending these meetings and, and uh, listening to him. And he he helped me find peace, bro. Like I'm not gonna lie, he helped me find peace within myself through his music, his lyrics, and and it's like that made me a, a person, and I changed a lot of things. So it's like I speak I speak on a lot of positive things now. I try not to speak on those negative uh, things on my music. Back then, I was. I will talk about the streets and all kinds of stuff, but I know it's like that's not that's not something right to do. You know, we want to be leaders. That's what we want to do, and we want to change, break the cycle. You know, uh, the way people are thinking, and that's that's just. I feel like that's my goal. That's my mission. Well, you know what? I did want to ask you. I did want to ask you um, on your last album before this. Uh, your previous album. What inspired the song Purpose? Purpose? Man, bro, yeah. I was... I, I was around the time that when it clicked to me and I was like, this is what I need to be doing. Like, I had made a few songs already like that and it was something new for me and my purpose was like... One day I was just sitting in my studio and I heard that beat and I was like, man... You know what? That's that's what I started singing, and that's what I made. I recorded that. Like most of my hooks, like I really don't tell anybody, but most of my hooks is like me jamming, vibing to the beat, and then I just start freestyling the hook, singing the hook, and that's where I get my my my, my ideas from from my songs. I just they most most of them are freestyles, and then I just build around it. That's just how it starts. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, but my purpose, you know, that's that's what I started freestyle singing. Because that's when I found my purpose of doing what I gotta do in my music, putting the message out. Now, how did you get the name Drastico? Drastico, it came from uh, Drast. Uh, Drast uh, was my graffiti name when I was in middle school. Uh, my uh, one of my best homeboys I grew up with, he gave me that name, and then he started calling me Drastic, and I was like, ah, Drast. Uh, after that, I just uh, you know what I'm gonna add an O. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it in Spanish, Drastico, and that's where it came from. That was my graffiti name when I was when I was uh, in middle school and high school. Oh, okay. That's where that name came from, because you know I love uh, that's that's that was my first love, 
uh, you know, graffiti. Well, besides that, you That's know, right. at age 12, I was trying to break dance and stuff. But uh, other than that, you know, it was, you know, it was uh, graffiti. I'm still in love with graffiti today. Yeah, me too, me too. And also, uh, you got all the elements of hip hop going on there because I used to break dance too. You know, I can't, I can't move like I used to back in the day, but I used to break dance yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's the best advice that you would give to a new artist if you was to met uh, a new young artist that wanted to start off like at the age you were when you started off? What advice would you give him about the music industry? Uh, basically, bro, I was like, I, if I was like to give give advice to somebody like that, I mean, I really don't know like what I would exactly say because you know everything done changed now, and it's hard now for any artist. Any independent artist is hard to do anything. But, you know, when it comes to, like, I guess, song structure, you know, what to put out, just be yourself, man, and be authentic. Keep it authentic as possible. You know, don't put out no snide stuff. And uh, just be you. And, and And I guess, I don't know. Like I said, like, it's kind of hard to say, bro, because, like, there's some people, like, that they got uh, they got the idea, but they don't have the, the they don't have uh, the tools for it, or just, some people just need to get guided the right way where to go, you know what I mean? So it's like... Exactly, yeah. In the 1990s, everybody had, like, an alter ego, and I think that's yeah. what, uh, I think that's what the, the messed up thing is to where... You know, you're, you're glorifying murder, you're glorifying all these this evil stuff, and then when it hits home, then all of a sudden, hey, I was that's just an alter ego. I was just acting. That's not that's not really me. And you're sitting in court while they're playing the lyrics to your songs. You know, I think that's kind of out. You know, I think the people now are are have respect for the more authentic um, yeah. person to the person actually talking about himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Where I see it, man. I mean, you. I mean, I always seen it like you can't portray somebody you ain't. You know, what I mean, it's always gonna come back and bite you. You know, if if you say you're gangster, people are gonna test you. They're gonna test you, and that's just the way it is. I mean, it's not right. But people always got. They always want to prove a point, and if you say you're gangster and you talk all this crap on your music, they're gonna come test you. And it's not right to be like that. I'm not saying it's right, you know. But I yes. mean, just be authentic. Just be you. That's that's it. That's all you gotta do. And and just push your music out, you know, in whichever way you think is the right way for you, you know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, thank you. Do you have any questions? I heard you say that your father was a musician. Uh, was he yes. your 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 greatest influence when it came to music? Yes, he was. That was my greatest influence ever, and uh, and also, you know, my brother, but mostly my dad. Uh, but my dad, you know, he played guitar, accordion, uh, the piano, and like I have a song called uh, what is it called? Uh, it's been a long time. I have it up on on iTunes. On that song right there. Uh, it's been a long time. I talk about, you know, when my dad, you know, brought brought the first. I mentioned on, on, my, on my rhymes uh, uh, that he when he brought my first piano home, you know, and he showed me. And that's exactly what he did, you know. 
Like he brought uh we had two pianos in one room and he would play on one side and I would play on one side and then you know, he always tried to you know, teach me the guitar but I always felt like I couldn't move my fingers like that. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean my dad was the greatest influence on music and still to this day, I mean my dad lives in Mexico. I haven't seen him in about seven years and uh my dad, he always, you know, he calls me. He's like, man, son, uh, I see what you're doing. Uh, I know it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard in that industry, but, man, never give up. My dad always, no matter what, he, he always, you know, tells me for me to never give up on my music, and that's exactly what I'm not going to do, give up on it. That's right. Okay, and um, so what are your your future plans right now? Future plans right now, I mean, trying to straighten out some things in my life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, okay. Seems like everyone else, but, I mean, um, besides that, I mean, I am, I I need to just, like, like li- lately I ain't been doing anything. Like, it has anything to do with me writing, sitting down and writing. Right. Um, I guess I'm having one, what do you call that? Writer's block. <laughs> Writer's block. I guess I'm having right. a little bit of that, but I'm living life and I'm experiencing a lot of stuff. And I, you know, I, it's just a lot of stuff building up inside me. So I just know it's brewing in there right now. So, I mean, I'm going to start working on a project sometime this year. And I do want to okay. put out an all Spanish album because, I mean, Ooh. that was my first language. So I believe yeah. I am way colder in Spanish than what I am. I'm not, I'm not even that good in English, man. And I, right. and I accept that. I accept <laughs> right. that. I'm not the best, but I just keep it going, you know. I just right, try my right. best. And, well, Spanish, you know, that's something I always wanted to do, a Spanish album, full Spanish album. I think that'll be cool. You're going to make it like a, a reggaeton, or you're going to do, like, the Mexican rap? You're going to do Hispanic rap? or Yeah, just just, be- just just Mexican rap, not, not no reggaeton. I really don't like that type of music. I don't know okay. why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. And uh, yeah, I mean, put it, putting out another, another, uh, another album. I want to put out okay. an album. Um, I'm just not sure when I'm gonna do that one, but I do have an album. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put out. Also. Okay. Ooh, cool. We can't wait. We do can't you wait. Beats? Do you make what's your own beats? Do you nah, make your own beats? I don't make my own beats. Nah, I don't make my own beats. On my on my first project, you know, when I was like back to that tattoo shop guy, uh, yeah, I was making my own beats there, but I haven't made any new beats. You know, I get my beats from like my homeboys or like different producers, uh, you know, that I know that I work with. So, uh, but yeah, I know what you mean though. When you make your own beats, it has it has a different feeling to it. Like that's all you. Right, right. But we got we got a producer here at uh, Graffiti Talk Radio. We got King Teflon. So uh, I'll send you a link to his SoundCloud, and if you like something, you know, just let him know. All right, bro. That sounds good, man. All right. Well, Jessica, I want to thank you for joining us this Sunday. I know it's Easter. And um, where can fans get access to your information? My information, they could go uh... – I'm all over, man. All, all over on all digital platforms is a uh, drastical die slow, the same thing. D r a s t i k o, d i e s l o w. 
and you could purchase a copy of Throughout Time on drasticogutterlife.bigcartel.com uh, or you can hit up southparkcoalition.net or you can get it on digital on iTunes and, you know, CD Baby and everything else. We're all over on that. Cool, cool. Well, thank you for joining us, Drastico. And uh, we'll definitely keep in touch with you. And uh, if you got a new project or anything coming out, just hit us up and let us know, okay? All right, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on there, on here, man. It's a, it's a pleasure, man. Yes, it was a pleasure. All right. Peace, brother. All right, man. Peace. Thanks, man. Y'all have a good day. All right. You too. All right.